Hey, everybody, it's the world's coolest reconstructionist, Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and you are listening to the number one show made just for attorneys, police officers, expert crash investigators, and anyone else involved in the investigation, negotiation, and litigation of motor vehicle collisions. Today's episode is number 44, Beyond Reproach. So hold on tight. Here we go. Before I finish this intro, another life will be lost to a vehicle crash, and the $500 billion economic impact of vehicle crashes will only keep growing. Are you an attorney, expert witness, police officer, or insurance adjuster in charge of negotiating, investigating, or litigating vehicle collision cases? If so, then you're in the right place. The Expert Angle podcast was created for you because we believe that the industry must evolve, grow, and get better daily. And the only way to do that is by building the best team of experts possible to ensure that these crashes are handled efficiently, accurately, and honestly in order to get justice for the victims. We're Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and this is The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This episode of the Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Virtual Crash Accident Reconstruction Software. If you are tired of having to purchase, upkeep, and run multiple programs during an investigation, Virtual Crash is the cure. With Virtual Crash, you can build 3D environments using your actual scene data. You can simulate, animate, and create awesome visuals. You can also use the new momentum analysis tool for vehicle motion. Basically, Virtual Crash is the complete accident reconstruction software solution. Solution. Visit vcrashusa.com today to download your free trial or schedule a live one-on-one demonstration. So, Phil, here we are, a special episode today that was actually so important to the two of us that we are both filming this on location. So if you're watching the YouTube episode, you get to see my awesome hotel room that I'm stuck in uh, because I'm snowed in in Dallas, Texas, i.e. there's snowflakes falling from the sky, but none really accumulating on the ground. Um, and uh, Phil is uh, in his room in uh, what Columbus, I think. So yep. coming, to you, coming to you guys live. But Phil, this is a topic that I feel like needs discussed because it's come up now. Uh, a few times in the last few weeks. Um, and it really, it's just, it, it, it's all about the belief that some things are beyond reproach, right? Mm-hmm. There are just some things that we can't question. And I don't know about you. I think that's baloney. Yeah. I think anything, you can question anything. I thought you were going to whose feathers whose feathers get ruffled when you question. I, I thought you were going to say anything I have to say generally is baloney. So it's <laughs> questionable. You, yeah, I appreciate you playing nice. Thanks. So, um, but yeah, you know, and, and so I, I want to throw out there this kind of story that illustrates this. And anybody listening, don't take this political. This is not a political story. It's a political person that said it. But we'll leave their name out. And this is not an injection of politics at all. We're focusing solely on the comment. Okay. But a a very prominent political figure currently in our country uh, stated the other day, and he said, well, I represent science. And so to question me is to question science and you can't question science. And I think that theory is the current theory. If you look around the world currently, I feel like that's the the general feeling right now, but I feel like that's flawed. It's much crap. It's kind of, (laughs) it's, it's, it's how things change, especially kind of in in the field of what we do. 
it's exactly how things change and, and uh, techniques are enhanced or improved or new techniques are developed. It's exactly by doing the opposite of that comment. Yeah. You know, there's always, there, there's always somebody searching for the better way to analyze something, look at something, come up with, you know, a variable or test a variable or the theory about how current variables are, or are applied or are they still relevant and, and so on. I mean, there's, you know, things that have been been used in the industry for decades because we've always used that. We've always used that number. We've always used this. We've always used that. And, and the 1.5 seconds, and I won't even say. Uh, what I was just going to say that's such a good, yeah, that's, that's yeah. such a good point. Everybody, def- not everybody, but there's so many people out there that automatically default to 1.5 seconds. And that, that, that's for, just the industry for, standard for perception response. You got yeah. to quantify yeah. that. And it's <laughs> not, you know, and, but when you question people on it and I'm not saying 1.5 doesn't apply, it may in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. but it's not a blanket application for every, every scenario. But again, as soon as you question that, you know, people, their feathers get ruffled and, and the, Kleenex stock goes up because people are purchasing lots of Kleenexes. You know, facial facial tissue. Kleenex is a name brand. You know, uh, what if it's what if it's some of, maybe they're not using facial tissues? Okay, fair enough. So, well, then they wouldn't be using Kleenex. <laughs> But no, you're, you're hundred percent right. And and think about where this applies in our industry. Right. And and if you're an attorney listening, these are some of the questions that if you're seeing these in a recon report, they should be throwing up some red flags. And we're not saying that they don't apply. They may, some of these variables may apply to your crash, but you can't blanket apply anymore. I think that's the whole thing is we can't blanket apply. So let's, you know, perception response is a great example. And we had Dr. Mutard on here that talked about that and, and how that time was come up with, um, you know, and things like that. But think about when we just did our class, uh, what, last year, two years ago with Vericom, uh, which Vericoms are a computer that's used to to determine drag factors between a, a certain roadway and tire surf or roadway and tires. And uh, so we were sitting there and they brought up a really good point, right? For so long, if you look at our uh, published data for drag factors, what's an average drag factor for asphalt, Phil? Yeah, well, I mean, you can use it for, yeah. acceler- it's an accelerometer, but, you know, it can be used for acceleration or braking. But yeah, you, for the longest time, you saw 0.55 to 0.75 range or 0.55 to 0.7 or 0.6 mm-hmm. to 0.8. And, and it was blanket applied to pretty much everything going down the roadway. Yeah. And so and now it was you, a sports car with a high performance tire or, a, you know, yeah. a, a Kia Soul with the softest, cheapest tire they could find at the local retailer. Yep. You know, and the problem is, is, is you started collecting this data. If you look at a lot of the charts, a lot of the data started being collected. The majority of it, I would say, was starting to be collected in the 90s prior to the invention of ABS in some of the higher performance tires. And so since the 90s have braking systems and has tire compounds or rubber compounds and tires changed. Oh my gosh, yes. Has the has the surface of the roadways changed what they make asphalt out of? You know, every well, every surface is every roadway surface is different. 
you got a county road, a city street, a township road, a U.S. route, an interstate. It, it's all different. Yeah. Now, like like I said, I mean, it, that's not to say that those values can't apply. I mean, I would right. say you're you're hard pressed on an asphalt surface with a vehicle locking up its brakes. Um, I would say you'd be hard pressed to get too far away. I think you're safe in the 0.65 right. to 0.85 range. I think that's gonna that's gonna be. 90% of your surfaces of your asphalt surfaces out there. But could there be some variances? Sure. Yeah. And how did we discover that if somebody didn't at least question it? And I'm sure they got grief for it when they're like, mm, I bet that's not 100% accurate anymore. Yeah. You know, well, and it, and it goes beyond that. I mean, it goes into technology, it goes into, you know, um, <laughs> And I've seen this argument and I kind of I kind of laugh at it because to me, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm just a simple person, not a simpleton. So be careful, Eric, I knew you going down that road. Um, But no, when it comes to accuracy of instrument instrumentation you're using or equipment, you know, where people will just, you know, this machine is, is more accurate than your machine. And, you know, okay, when when you're talking about millimeters at 300 feet. How much of it, how much does that change the overall end result uh, of what you're analyzing? It doesn't. It, it absolutely doesn't. Um, so this, you know, when we were having our conversation in the car, you know, I could feel my blood pressure rising because I'm like, I'm so sick of people overselling something for the sake of, of being able to increase a billing dollar or the, the final figure on the end of an invoice. And it's, you know, but, or, or because they're a political entity. That's in bed with somebody. Well, that that's another problem. You know, I, that there should be a checks and balance. But when the people that have the checks and balance or when the people that are are being checked and, and balanced upon a certain standard are being graded by their own. Yeah. That has a tendency to probably not. Yep. Change anything other than what you'd expect it to be. But yeah. And so, you know, really, I, I challenge a lot of you out there. I mean, let's just let's again, let's just take a look at what's happened from questioning and look at the grief that it's created. A, a very prominent uh, figure in our industry. Right. So for the longest time, the, the way that you measured crush and calculated speed. Right. Using the Tumbus method and and going out taking your six equidistant crush measurements and everything else, right? And then you plug it into the formulas and you come up with with your equivalent barrier speed. And somebody sat down and was like, you know what? I bet I could make a really easy formula that looks like the minimum speed formula that we could then apply a certain number that instead of a drag factor that that is representative of the amount of crush to the vehicle and. I don't know if you've ever heard the story from it, but the amount of grief that that person got over that because, oh, my God, that's not the way that it's been done. Well, and you look at for the longest time, um, you know, sticking with crush for topic. It was always six equal or four equal, you know, everything had to be equal distances. And really, that doesn't matter. You, you know, you're just getting the area of damage. Yep. It doesn't matter if that area of damage is encompassing three measurements, six measurements, 10 measurements. You, however you want to slice the pie, you can slice the pie. At the end of the day, the area is going to be the same when you, when you, you know, add up all your areas together, it's going to be the same. 
Yeah. You know, but again, it's that, that, um, issue, uh, we've always done it this way. So we have to keep doing it this way. I disagree. As long as it's not changing, you know, end result, end product, stuff like that. Um, and just because, you know, it's been tested over multiple, uh, multiple examples. So, well, you know, yeah, it worked in this situation, but does it work on every situation? You know, um, but I, I think people get so afraid of this is what we've always done. I've got to stay in the box. If I get out of the box, uh, you know, bad things happen. You know what? If bad things happen, then get back in the box. But how are you ever going to know unless you get out of it? Right. And, and, you know, really another just amazing story. Remember this because this blew my mind and I think it blew yours, too. But probably one of the biggest names in reconstruction, I would say, when we went to their school to learn about crush, right? And to get certified on it and everything else. And remember prior to that, how accurate did you have to be on your crush measurements? Yeah. Remember it was like, oh, oh, can't be more than like a 16th of an inch. Like they had to be like super deadly accurate. And we got there to the school and we were like, man, what if you don't have the car to measure crush, right? And the the exact comment was, you go, "Eh, that looks like about six inches. You know, and they're like, and that's, that's accurate enough. And, and I'm like, baloney, that's crap. That's not accurate enough. And then until they took me to task on the board and proved to me, they're like, you know, here you go. I'm a tenth of a mile an hour off from the actual measurements. We're going to go to court and argue over a tenth of a, we're going to go to court and argue over one mile an hour. Right. You know right. what I mean? Now, again, that's not to say, and, and don't get this confused, y'all. Like this is, this is the thing I want you guys to catch because this is where the comment started today that brought all of this uh, to head was the belief that what we're saying or that what we're advocating for is rushing so that you can get as many cases done as what you can. And that's not at all what we're advocating mm-hmm. for. That's not what we're telling you to do, right? In fact, what we're telling you to do is to do it right, be as accurate as possible, right? But don't ignore new technologies, new trends, new ways of doing things just because the old method worked. Yeah, we get it that the old method worked, but guess what? The new method might also work. Mm -hmm. So you can't discount that. There's nothing wrong with looking and doing something new as long as you can back up what you're doing and you can validate what you're doing. That's the secret is valid. Well, and, and, and to flip that the other way, you know, there's also the argument that, that floats around out there quite regularly where, and this is specific to hardware, um, when a new piece of hardware comes out or there, it's a current piece of hardware being used in a totally different industry, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden, because maybe sales have come down or, or somebody has figured out a way to to uh, get it to apply to a different field or different industry, they do it. The jumping on the bandwagon that na- that is now the only technology, you know, that produces the best results. Well, no, it really doesn't. I mean, you know, the only difference is time and quality. Yeah. Now, I guarantee you, you could go with you know, five or six hundred foot steel tapes and a number of 35 foot 
steel tapes from your local hardware store and some some paint or some some crayons and whatnot and go measure the same scene mm-hmm. the old-fashioned way and round you know or not round but you may you know have quarter and six or quarter of inch incremental measurements and this machine or technology is doing it down to the millimeter or yep. centimeter or whatever it is and and, and people are going to argue that you know this is so much more accurate yeah okay well you know and actually here not i mean at the end of the day when it all calculates out we're gonna like you said before are we really going to go into a courtroom and argue over half a mile an hour right and you know what i'm gonna ruffle some feathers you want you ready to ruffle some feathers we're gonna get some hate mail y'all make sure uh, you address your hate mail to phil rally at crash Technet. anyway because i'll respond to every one of them i do i try to he really takes the time and uh (laughs) (laughs) but no you know what you actually just brought it up right and you caught yourself because it's the way it's always been done right and you stopped yourself from saying round right and why don't we round oh that's the way it's always been done but remember actually Ever use 30DF? If you have, guess what? Yeah. You already yeah. rounded. You already yeah. rounded. So yeah. rounding is acceptable if done properly. But again, validate, validate, validate. Right. You know, but yeah. the, the person, the person who challenged uh me a little bit today on this whole thing, that's that's exactly think about their mindset is that you don't round because that's the way it's always been done. Right. Right. I just, I, you know, I don't know. I know we're kind of all over the map with this, but it, it frustrates me that um, there's certain people that just are selling a bill of goods that to me is just ridiculous. It, you know, when, when you're doing these, these, these cases or, you know, whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're in the private sector, it's not about, you know, I need the best, latest and greatest technology. It's want versus need, you know? Yeah. You may want this piece of technology, but do you really need it? You know, and, and what do you stand to gain from it? I do. You yell at me because I'm like that. (laughs) But I mean, it comes down, you know, and a lot of people, and I mean, if we want to go back to that argument that you had said a while ago about, you know, getting it done so you can get moved on to the next task, or the next case, well, then that's exactly why you're buying the tech. The people are buying the technology they are is to reduce time on a scene or reduce time in a right. in an impound yard or a tow yard, you know. And that's exactly it. So I can hurry up and get back in the office and knock this out and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, is that what your focus is supposed to be, or should your focus be quality? Right. Like speed is a byproduct of experience and technology, but that shouldn't be the focus. Like you naturally just get fast at stuff yeah, because you've done it over and over. You put in the reps and you put in the time, but here's the secret, y'all. Like, let's think about this. Crash reconstruction is a very small community on a global scale. It is a tiny, tiny little subset of investigators. So aside from CAD programs, some math programs, things like that, not a lot of stuff is made specifically for us. We've bastardized everything from other industries to fit what we needed to do. Total stations were not made for accident reconstructionists. Right. You know what I mean? Laser scanners were not made for us. Drones were not made for us. Right. None of this stuff was made for us. 
but we've figured out how to make it work into our industry. So don't be afraid. Somebody somewhere has had to figure this out along the way. And maybe the next somebody is somebody listening to this. And so don't be afraid to try something new as long as you can document and prove what you've done and you can stand up to the challenge of why it's accurate, how it's accomplished, and and think about the scientific process too, that it's repeatable. Somebody else could go out and duplicate your results. Right. As long as you're meeting that, you're fine. And in fact, I love this quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's one of he's one of the people that said this, and I love it. I listen to it all the time, you know, because I love when people tell me that that's never been done before, because that that means when I do it, I'm the first one to have done it. Right. You know, and that's the thing is recon's a fairly new industry. I mean, on the grand scale of things, this right. is this is not I mean, it's tried and true. It's been around now for for a few decades. But like Newton didn't start by reconstructing a crash. <laughs> You know what I mean? And uh, so, so folks, we, we still have a lot to learn. We have yeah. a lot to learn. It just, it, it just, I don't know. I just get frustrated with the, you can't do it that way because it's always been done this way. And the new piece of technology gets entered into, or new piece of hardware gets entered into the industry from another industry or what have you. And then everybody is chasing, you know, their neighbor, you know, well, they've got it. So that means we got to get it. Absolutely. No, it does not. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and that's part of that whole, it's always been that way. And that's exactly the point. It's always been done this way. If so-and-so gets this, then we have to get it because we got to have, we got to be maintaining, you know, a competitive edge with them. If they want to go spend millions of dollars every year, have at it. I mean, that's great. It doesn't mean that you have to. So if you're a law enforcement agency or you're, uh, uh, you know, on the private sector side, just because this company or this agency has it, that doesn't mean that you need to follow suit. Stop with the, you know, that's the way it's always been done. We, when they get it, we get it. Stop. Yeah. Do you need it or do you want it? Because it's, it's different. Yep. And, and because we're saying adopt the new ways and look at the new ways, we're not saying the old ways don't work. There are some things that the old ways are just fine. And and actually, I I am going to name drop them here because I believe they deserve credit for this. But, you know, the thought I go back to is being in Florida, sitting in a class with with John Daly and and Nate Shigamora. And they took us out to a tow yard to measure crushed vehicles. And so we had total stations. Right. We're like, oh, we're going to profile these vehicles with the total stations and everything else. So I believe in my mind, they may not have actually done this because they are probably two of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, But for some reason, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I think they found the one lot that had brand new asphalt surfacing put on it. So they could take us at noon in the Florida sun out on this black (laughs) asphalt surface. And uh, they're like, here you go. Set up your total stations and profile these cars. And let's let's see what the crush is. Right. And so before we could even get the total stations set up, they get out a couple of carpenter squares, a plumb bob and like three tape measures, took some crush measurements and we're gone, like sitting in the shade. And we're like, dang, I haven't even started measuring the car yet. And then we get back to the classroom. And guess what? The measurements were so accurate that the difference in speeds were hundredths of a mile an hour. Well, the, the, the difference is this, and, and, and this is where I think 
the shenanigans of of the the courtroom presentation drama. Mm-hmm. That that's where you know the individual, and it's two different two different approaches. So you're gonna have the individual that does it the very quick, down and dirty, simple way, and comes to this answer. And they're not wrong; they're right. And then you have the other individual who comes in and spends you know half a day. Uh, profiling a car with a total station or or a scanner or this, that, and the other. And then it becomes a game of who's more credible. This person used a steel tape and a plumb bob and a level. And this person used the $95,000 scanner and profiled the car. In so, all fairness, it, it, 60 grand. Well, <laughs> there, there, there are a lot more, there's, there's a heck of a lot more expensive ones out there. Well, and that's true. That is true. That is true. But the, the point is more of, <laughs> you know, because this person used this technology, that means that they are more accurate and therefore they are more credible. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. It, that, that doesn't mean anything. What yeah. it really means is you got billed a freaking crap ton <laughs> for, for that service. Congratulations. Yeah. That tape measure and that plumb bob and that level, level is level. I don't care what technology you're using. Level is level. Um, An inch is an inch. doesn't matter if it comes from a scanner, a total station, or or a steel tape. Mm -hmm. An inch is an inch. As long as as you can verify that what you did was accurate. Right. You know, but but that's what it really comes down to. It comes down to a, a, a dog and pony show about perception and credibility in front of a jury. Now, yeah. is does is that true though to some extent? It is to some extent. There, not every there is there is a wow factor in court. So I, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to completely discredit that, right? But there's some things too that a juror just doesn't care about. They don't care. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's some things that they might not understand. Like, yeah, that's great that your 3D scan vehicle looks amazing. And and folks, I'm not I'm not discrediting that. We scan our vehicles in 3D as well. Okay, so I'm not discrediting it. Okay, I'm just saying it looks great, but explain that to a juror and then explain, hey, I took three tape measures, created a rectangle around the front end of my car and then used a plumb bob that you see every carpenter in the world use to make sure walls are straight up and down. And I took some crush measurements. Yeah. Which one is the juror going to understand? At the end of the day, there's so much technology that's out there scanners, total stations, this, that, that, and and you just keep going, you you know, you start on one end of the spectrum is the best of the best with technology. And the other end of the spectrum is the steel tape and, and, you know, uh, contractors carry on and so on. Yep. Those that's the the broad spectrum range of, of tools in the industry that can be used. Don't pigeonhole yourself that in order for me to be accurate because so-and-so or because this company or that company is using this end of the spectrum, that's the only place to be on that range in order to be considered credible, be accepted as credible, uh, or proven credible. Anything in between there will work if you apply it correctly, you know, analyze it correctly and, and, um, do everything the, the the way it's supposed to be done and you validate your work. Yeah. How you get the numbers, you know, you can use whatever tool that's in yeah. that spectrum. And, Just, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna plug a future show coming up here. Um, but case in point, we have one of the one of the gentlemen from the Pennsylvania State Police coming on the show in a, in a future episode to talk about some of the technology they're using. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say, arguably, they are, from everything I've seen from across the country, uh, arguably, probably one of the best state reconstruction agencies at solving complex crashes. Um, those guys over there are incredible. And they're very forward looking and very forward thinking in what they do. And they do a fantastic job, do a fantastic job. Um, And so, but, but that's exactly what they did. And and I would say they arguably have the budget to buy whatever they want. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, but do you need to? Yeah. Right. And that's the difference. Do you need to? And, And that's what he's coming on for because he's like, you know, we were sitting in the office one day and we're like, man, do we really need to invest all this money here or could we go a cheaper uh, approach and outfit more troopers, you know, with equipment that could do the same thing. And in the, the approach that he's bringing and, and folks, I'm telling you, you guys want to watch for this show, uh, coming up, uh, with, with them, uh, man, I, I'm so excited. It's probably one of the most excited I've been for a show because I want to see what they've done. They're one of the first people to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super, the end of the day, super excited to see it because it's the end of the day regardless of what technology you're using, you're not solving for a definitive number. You're yep. solving for a range. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you should be. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're committing yourself to, nope, the car was going 37.5 miles an hour. Well, it could have been 35.46. You know, um, right. you're, you're solving for a range. So, you know, just, I, I don't know. I, I, it gets frustrating sometimes you hear these conversations and you talk to folks and I just kind of sit back and listen to them and I kind of chuckle inside, but um, there's so much technology out there and don't be afraid. If you're that person who's sitting in your office one day, like that individual and said, you know what? I wonder Mm -hmm. if this would work and go try it. Worst. The worst thing that can happen is you prove, Nope, it doesn't work. (laughs) Well, guess what? That's actually very useful information that you can put out to your peers in the industry. Hey, mm-hmm. I tried this. This is what I did, and it didn't work. If you guys have any ideas that might, you know, to help get it to work, maybe I didn't think of something. Yep. You know, so don't be afraid to to see a piece of technology and be like, hmm. Yeah. There's nothing. That's how we got to where we're at in everything. Yeah. Yep. And so to to kind of just pivot onto one final point. Before we we beat this dead horse uh, to even a more, why is it going to be a horse? That's true. Peter's going to send us hate mail. Yeah, they yeah. already want Puck's Tony Phil and Buckeye Chuck retired. Uh, don't uh, don't get me lying, man. Don't get me wrong. After the winter we've had, I kind of want uh, Puck's Tony Phil too. So um, <laughs> we're going to put him on my mantle anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, so you know, guys, you got to realize that. You know, we have to look at stuff and I would make the argument on two different fronts. One, let's talk about law enforcement first. If you're a law enforcement officer or administration listening to this, okay, there's nothing wrong with embracing technology because you owe it to your officers, to your citizens, to your departments, to your cities, to everybody that you work for. You owe it to them to act in good faith and do things accurately and efficiently as possible by eliminating redundancy. Okay. Because we need to get roadways open. Uh, We need to get scenes preserved. We need to prosecute offenders. We need to um, maybe clear somebody that is innocent of a crash. Right. And so there's so much that goes into this. And, And so don't be afraid 
of saying, Hey, look, let's try something that maybe can help improve the process. And, and on the civil side that goes for the same thing is, is we've got to eliminate the redundancy and stop billing simply just to bill. Right. Right. Because I feel like a lot of the bills that we've looked at and, and I had actually uh, one of the instructors in, in recon reach out to me just like five minutes before we started recording this. And he said, oh, my God, he's like, what I have seen over the last year of some of these experts running their bills up with redundant costs that they don't need or buying pieces of equipment or software that they don't need simply to make their bills more expensive. And that blew my mind that he said that, because think about what we've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and so if you if you are running an expert company, you've got to act. Just like I said, with the law enforcement, you have to act in good faith, right? If you focus on the client instead of your bottom line, the right. money will come. It'll follow. Right. But do what's right for the client. Stop worrying about yourself. Worry about the client. Yep. Sometimes, yeah, I, I agree. And there's, and I guess my final thought is there's going to be times where staying in the box is exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. because of whatever your situation is. Um, maybe in your particular situation that you're dealing with at that moment in time, because it's always been done that way, is going to achieve the results that you need. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's still efficient. It's, you're still getting the right numbers, the right results. It's a tried and true methodology and so on. There's going to be other times where you, you know you need to get out of the box, but you're terrified to do it. Get out of the box. If you need technology or you need something, you know, or you're just getting curious, you're getting frustrated with a current situation and, and you want to affect change, you know, do it. Absolutely do that. Never be afraid to question the science, the methodology, the, the whole the whole process. You may you may inadvertently stumble upon something that changes the industry forever for the good. Yep. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the day, guys. As always, if you have a case that you want us to review for free or you just want to connect with us, jump on over to CrashTechReconstruction.com. Also, remember to follow us on Facebook at Crash Tech, the Expert Angle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our show and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. And finally, remember to always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day, everything we do is for that.